On today's episode, we are going to take a look at two new growth stocks. The first one is in the plant-based industry, but it's not in the food industry. This one is in the plastic industry. The second is going to be an electronics company that is based 100% here in the United States. So it has a lot of defense companies working with it. Both these companies are growing at crazy levels and should be added at least to your watch list right now. Like always, my name is Jose Naharo, and I am a self-taught investor. And if you want to learn more about becoming a better investor, make sure to check out my Patreon where we have weekly educational videos, we have weekly watch lists, and much more. You should also see links below to all my social platforms, Twitch, Discord channel, which is free to anybody that wants to join, Twitter, and other channels as well. And finally, if you want to get a free stock, there should be a link to Weeple down there. If you sign up using that link and deposit $100, right now we're running a special that you get two free stocks and I get two free stocks. So make sure to check that out. So let's get started with today's episode. All right, so let's take a look at the next thing that Q has in in store for us. I think I'm gonna just make a short clip out of this episode and just call it the Q episode. Um, So SLGBF, all right, so this is Good Nature Products. So Good Nature Products is formerly Sogear. It's a publicly traded bioplastic company founded in 2006 and is based in Colombia. and for those that don't know if you ever see um if you ever see us a, a ticker end with the letter f it's because it's a canadian company q for some reason loves his canadian companies and they seem to be pretty cool this is another what many would consider penny stock um it's another company that's probably going to be a very small company so I wouldn't go with the market order. This is a company, if it looks good, I would not make it a big portion of my portfolio um, just because it will be very, very volatile. We can see Q has done amazing with these companies. And like I said, this one has done, I thought that said 4,000%, 400%. So let's take a look at the good nature products. So they have a great presentation for us. So what do they do? So become North America's leading earth-friendly product company by developing plant-based products and packaging and acquiring relevant companies that expand our assortment customer-based market reach. All right, so now we we all understand what this company does, right? They kind of make plant-based products and packaging. So things are scaling up. They have about 385 products. They have about 400 reoccurring business-to-business customers. They're in 50 states and Providence. Strong revenue growth and stable margins. So uh, pretty impressive. Um, we can see revenue is, is kind of weak. Um, so they have about $5 million in, in revenue in 2018. And they have about $10 million in the revenue in 2019. Strong growth, right? They they had compounded annual growth rate of about 172%. I'm pretty sure a lot of it has to do because of this. In the past few quarters, it's been, it's been more like 100%, it seems. Um, they have GM gross margins, I believe. Gross margins of 34%. So we can see, obviously, making these types of products are a bit expensive, but they still have a consistency of 34% gross margins. Year-over-year quarterly revenue growth, uh, pretty strong. We can see each each year they're getting higher and higher. So quarter four, they're probably going to expect um, they're going to expect a lot more revenue growth as well. And also, let's take a quick look at their products. So here at their website, we just go to products and we can see they have food packaging. Here in food packaging, they have bioplastic food packaging for all types of, of things, baked goods, deli and prepared meals, fruit, vegetables, simply secured. 
Then we can see they also have composable takeout containers. This is probably for, for like the restaurant business. They also have home and business products. This one's a little weird. Um, okay, so this is our bins, totes, and crates that are 90% uh, plant-based. Um, so this is pretty cool. You can, I guess, shop for them. And here they have, oh, okay, so this is what they mean. They have the recyclable tops, the, um, the recyclable bins. And here, if we take a closer look at one of their informations that they have on their websites, they kind of talk about their five business groups. The first one is packaging. Here in packaging, they have like stock packaging, which is for like the bakery, deli, and produce, food packaging designs. Then they have custom packaging. These are custom design packages for food, general merchandise, and medical supplies that meet specific customer requirements and are delivered through exclusive and or multi-year purchasing agreement. That's actually pretty cool uh, on there with the custom packaging, then hitting the medical supply field. The second business group is the food services, and this is a variety of containers, cups, bowls, and other culture to meet the ends of takeout and delivery food establishments. I think this is pretty cool, especially here in the United States. We're seeing a lot of states kind of banning the form of plastic use in restaurants i know here in the in new jersey we're seeing that kind of of law being passed in for the next few years so i wonder how things like this like re reusable not reusable degradable packaging services how they could expand into states like this i know california is doing something similar i would expect states like hawaii um, to 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 be very similar as well um, so number three, products, everyday home business organizations and commercial products with high purchasing frequency and a focus on removing chemicals of concerns in our kitchens, food, and again, the medical supply chains here, they're including shields and packing supplies. So if we take a look at their products, we, they also have, let's just go a little closer to the products. We saw the bioplastic food packaging. We saw the compostable takeout containers, home and business, but they also have stretch wrap. Um, so I'm guessing this is for the shipping business, and, and, and this is pretty insane. The stretch wrap is about 51% plant-based and contains no chemical of concern. And these are being used in big, uh, I mean, these are things that are used in big, big companies. So again, this is something as plastic, if plastic starts to fade away, um, definitely a product that I can see being used in the future. Um, then they have the industrial, which is complementary, eco-friendly inputs to the retail, restaurants, medical. And this is pretty cool. I keep seeing that medical market being hit here. Manufacturing industries, including extruded sheets and biodegradable agents. And finally, in the service, they supplement service offerings such as design, prototyping, labeling, and mold financing to support customer requirements. Oh, that's pretty cool. I guess maybe there's some companies that want to create their own thing and they can use this good nature product as um, more of a facility to create those products or prototype those products. Um, so we can see these are the five different markets that this company is hitting. For me, I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty cool. To, I'm happy to see the food service run, right? But also that where they keep talking about the medical field. Overall, this is a market I can see, I can see improving over time. Let's take a look now at some fundamentals of the company. So right, it has a market cap of $158 million. This is a very small company, like I mentioned. Future growth. Analysts are expecting this company to grow dramatically. 
And not only because the market is improving, but I'm pretty sure they're just becoming bigger and they're just hitting more customers. Um, so they're, they're seeing 51.6% growth. Financial health. I wonder, this is actually pretty weird. I, I, I feel like I'm seeing this with a lot of Canadian companies that their liabilities and their debt is pretty strong compared to their cash. So this is something we have to do a little more research on and try to understand why. All right, and now we were just talking about their balance sheet. I want to just take a closer look at it so we can see current assets they have about three about 3.8 million dollars in canadian canadian cash available to them um, but they do have a nice amount of debt in current debt they have a credit line of about 2.1 million dollars and they have current portion of long-term debt of about 1.3 million dollars that's about 3.4 million dollars of short-term debt they have more cash to be able to pay that which is great news then they do have a lot of long-term debt and most of the long-term debt is actually coming from different acquisitions this company even though it's so small it is acquiring other companies with similar markets and we're going to take a look at one in a bit but right now long-term debt is about 18 million dollars this is way more debt than they have cash and that's why earlier on we saw that huge um huge shareholder um deficit but if we take a look at their debt most of that debt more than half of that debt is not due till after 2025 and i want to say another 25 percent or so is not due till 2024 so most of this debt is not due for a long time from now we can see the current portion is here of 2021 um 2022 with this about three million dollars being owed in around 2022 um I, I believe might be a little sketchy for the company based on how it's doing right now but if it continues to grow its revenue if it becomes positive from cash flow from operations it might not look as scary or it could just probably just push that debt for a later time and i'm pretty sure that's the way it's gonna go so right now in december 22nd of 2020 so about a few weeks ago the company actually closed an acquisition with integrated packaging film and these are some highlights there they're they're seeing huge revenue they are trailing 12 months revenue of about 17 million dollars and this add just under 100 business to business customers growing the company's business to business segment to a total of approximately 500 customers so by them purchasing this company they've actually increased their customers their business to business customer by over 25 percent and this company that they bought most of their sale mix is in the united states we can see right now good nature is pretty focused in canada but now with this purchase in this acquisition they're entering more into the american into the american market as well so it also adds the medical and the electronic market segments to the current industrial business group so we can see right now management is actually being pretty uh pretty aggressive with the things they they are doing with this company and i'm really happy to see this out right now one thing i definitely don't like about it though is that they have even if we take a long term they have a lot more liabilities than they do have assets um overall the cool market fundamentally not the greatest thing so before i take a look at any of other of the next q uh q have mentioned a few but if anybody wants to mention another one before i take a look at q feel free to post it all right, IEC Electronics. All right, Danny, let's take a look at yours and then we're going to come back to Q after that. So IEC stock. All right, so was set up in 19 and it's now based in Newark, New York. Um, so they focus on electronic 
electronic contract manufacturing services such as circuit cards, boats, and cables. So actually, let's take a look at their stock price. In the past year, uh, the company has gone up 50%, great returns, market cap 144. Man, where are you guys finding all these small market cap companies? This is insane. So let's take a look at what they do. They have electronic manufacturing solutions for life-saving and mission-critical products. All right, let's see investors relations. All right, so this was not too long, not too low, long ago. It was September 25th, so about three months ago. So the electronics manufacturing services provider, they do life-saving and mission-critical. So I'm pretty sure they're in the self-defense market, which we're going to see. Uh, they partner to Fortune 500 companies in regulated markets, and they're 100% United States manufacturing. Just because of that, I know they are definitely hitting the uh, self-defense market. So industries-driven approach. They're in the aerospace, they're in the medical, industrial. Again, yeah, just because they are here in the United States and they're 100% manufacturing in the United States, uh, they're going to take a lot, of, a lot of great companies there. We can see they have L3 Harris. They have Lockheed Martin, two big um, national United States um, defense companies here. They have General Electric. Um, not sure these other two here. But just because they have companies like Lockheed Martin and L3 Harris, that is is pretty bullish in, in my opinion. So their market segment, it seems like 60% of their market comes from aerospace and defense. A market I'm very, very familiar with and a market I'm very bullish on. 22% in medical field, pretty good. 18% in industrial. They're creating semiconductor manufacturing equipment. So that's pretty, pretty cool. So let's take a look. I want to see now their revenue growth. Steady backlog improvements. Um, so their backlog, they're seeing strong growth. Revenue growth. So 2017, they had about 100 million. 2018, they've had about 117 million. 2019, they had 157. So they have more than 34% year-over-year revenue growth. We can see this is a strong growth company right now. They have positive gross profits. And they're actually also profitable in net incomes. That is uh, impressive too. So they're profitable and they have um, great gross profits. So next, let's take a look. And one thing we can see, they're also improving from 2019. Um, let me just zoom in so you guys can probably see. So here, revenue of 2020 compared to 2019, we see improvements in both revenue. We see improvements in gross profits and we're seeing improvements in net income. So that's definitely a plus. And they're also investing for growth. So they're building more facilities, it seems. They, they're moving ready in October 20, which is expanded capacity and expected efficiency gains. And this is pretty impressive because right now we just got hit with this whole COVID situation. So for a company like this to go out and demand even more, more room and demand more facility means that their business is still doing amazing. They just acquired another facility in Rochester, New York as well. So overall, company looks good, right? If we took a look, strong revenue growth, they're hitting great markets. A United States company here with hitting United States markets. Very, very bullish there. Uh, let's take a look at their fundamentals. We already saw, right, their future growth was amazing. And here we can see a future growth is expected to be 42.7% on average for the next three to five years. Uh, then we have cash flow from operations. They're positive in cash flow from operations. They are positive in earnings. Financial health. All right, so first thing I'm seeing is at least they have positive equity. That's a good news. If we take a look at their physical assets, it looks like this company has 
no cash right now and most of it is they have about 20 million dollars in that and let me say this this is a company that I, we can see is in the hardware design so obviously most of their money is actually going to be most likely in receivables or other form of physical assets or inventory 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 for hardware companies or even food companies right inventory is one of the things that helps them make sure that they're positive cash flow from operations and a lot of that debt is probably coming from the facilities that they just bought and from the um and and from just the new buildings that they're working on so uh, um, these are probably just long-term loans here that we're seeing and they do have a strong amount of inventory um, from what we can see a lot of receivables enough to pay off that accounts payable and again this one is american trade it, it is an american company is traded under the nasdaq the only thing i would say stock price they're a little bit overextended and what tends to happen when stock price is overextended um, they kind of pull back a little bit not necessarily a guaranteed um, and it's not something i look at when investing in a company when investing my first time in a company but when buying additional shares in a company that's something i will definitely take a look at later on so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode uh this was actually just some highlights from my most recent live stream so these are pretty much just ran by you guys the viewers and if you guys have any questions feel free to check out my twitch you should see the link down there below and i'm streaming every mondays and tuesdays at 8 30 and now i'm looking for a third day to stream i just recently posted a poll on my channel so make sure to vote there so you know when i'm gonna stream next so take care guys, have a good day and enjoy the market.